Hello and welcome back to Black Couch Reviews. I'm your host Christina. We're back for the fifth episode, almost caught up in the first season of Gen V because happily we have been renewed. My we like I had something to do with it. It has been renewed for season two. I was very excited to see that news. I hate when I like something in the first season and I don't even get the benefit of a season two. And I have been very much enjoying this series. I gave this episode a 9.2 out of 10. I enjoyed it thoroughly. There was some very interesting plot twists that I didn't see coming until they wanted us to know. And I think that's the perfect way to finesse something that is a secret, but not kind of dragging it out so far that it becomes obvious. This episode was written by Lex Ednis and directed by Claire Kilner. Before we jump into the recap, wherever you listen to this podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, wherever good podcasts can be found, go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. Like, share, subscribe. And if you want to send feedback, blackercouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below. Andre wakes to something wet falling on his face. He's in bed next to Kate. Something that is becoming a regular occurrence, RIP best friend. Both don't recall how they ended up there or what that strange liquid shit is on the ceiling. That's nasty. I'm not sure why they felt the need to investigate all the way into the conclusion. It being congealed tells me it's not something I need to to figure out since it was on my, you know, face. That's bad enough. Just point me to where I can find some hand sanitizer and soap. They are at Dusty's house in the aftermath of what seems to be an epic party. They stumbled into where Marie and Jordan are in bed. Andre said, I thought right on. Oh, that's awkward. Who says that right on? Both awkwardly get dressed and admit they don't recall how they ended up there as well. Marie asks, did we? That smile of Jordan's. Back to Fred and Elma of the Scooby gang. Here's the thing. If you hear moaning coming out of the bedroom, why then would you open the door to see some of the most disgusting shit I've ever seen. I always wonder what kind of freaky speedster stuff Barry Allen got up to with Iris West Allen, but never have I ever imagined what my eyeballs would be subjected to. And now they have trauma. Marie finds Emma still enlarged in the pool covered with the pool blanket. She said, do your girl solid and choke me to death. 
I don't even want to imagine the cleanup on that vomit and the fact that he smelled it. And then how would you know what her vomit particularly smells like? <laughs> That's just just a lot of bodily fluids that we all know, we all know occur through our transitional periods in our lifetime. But I don't need to see all of them in explicit detail <laughs> on every episode of the series. Andre is in a constant state of high. Instead of being concerned about their missing gaps, days, and memory, they are over there getting blitz. And I do mean him and Kate. Seth Rogen being attached to this project accounts for all of the weed paraphernalia. Jordan is teased about his new couple status with Marie, but they are rightfully more worried about what the hell is happening with their memories and how incredibly disturbing that is, more so than their new relationship status. Not something I could casually remark upon. Everyone would be a suspect. The fuck you doing here, nigga? Identify yourself. Who the fuck are you? Emma and Marie find evidence of some of the shenanigans, including her making out hard with Jordan and Emma nakedly chugging beers. Well, you're trending. Jordan had their hands all up in them cheeks. Emma has always known she could get big, something I was wondering about myself, but after the Buster Beaver incident that can be seen online, her mother practically called her a monster because she's an absolute bitch. And I feel as if horrible parents is something many of these children probably have in common. And would also explain <laughs> everyone's need for getting high in whatever form or fashion. Did you see the fire breather? He has a dragon. Enough of the depressive stuff. Emma wants to know how long Marie and Jordan have been snogging and if a female asshole is tighter than a male's. That's a very valid question. And I'm going to have to say, I could not possibly answer that. <laughs> As I may have remarked earlier on this podcast, there's a lot of males out there that like to do anal play. And females also like to do that too. Personally, not a fan. But... To each their own, no king shaming. <laughs> so I guess it's, it depends. Depends if, if she's down the clown as much as her partner. Sam pops out of the bushes and apologizes for his actions. Running away after 
he was put down but is alarmed when he realizes both don't know who he is love how marie is already so protective of emma and the height difference it's adorable he tells them evil people are at the school and don't want her emma to know about him but he will find a way to fix it since his previous actions certainly leave much to be desired in the trust department emma dropped her soul in his lap when he called her a hero i can be your hero baby i can kiss away the pain i will stand by you forever girl you are doomed doomed marie can smell the blood under sam's fingernails things that definitely tell a story i would be concerned about and knows it wasn't uh his not to mention she can also predict apparently when one is to get their period the fantastic four commence in the patio area to confirm they all don't recall their motivations or movements the last few days and wonder what it could mean andre is missing things after blowing off Haley miller back in like episode two so he's been getting extra wiped that was one of my first indicators that the culprit was one of them we finally meet dusty a 28 year old man who is stuck in the body of a kid who also just has a house close to campus or on campus either way feels a little i mean everyone is adults but still and then there's the the mind fuckery of it all i mean because you look like a kid and you're hanging out with kids that look older than you even though you're older than them he points out he still has a dick like a hairless caterpillar Kay points out rufus was at the party and since she blew his dick off marie he might be out looking for revenge that that might be a worthy thing to want to uh, get some payback on but then again how is he at the party dancing as if his dick shouldn't be in the icu his whole body should be in the icu cardosa is spooked by sam the psychopath and tired of dealing with psychopaths in general even though indira points out that's literally his job title despite being this close to perfecting a way to control the bees so that is what they are up to and of course it is you can't have all these animals out of their cages unpredictably in the world with the world as it is amping them up to either be super good or certainly having the others be destructively bad and they want this particular drug virus that they're cultivating to be like a leash he says he's not ready ready to die risking rediscovery by sam or his family being murdered by sam (laughs) and despite shetty's assurances that they are handled he still wants more so she's definitely behind the blackouts she wants to know what he wants since backing out really isn't an option and it didn't even feel like his hissy fit was even asking for that 
He wants Marie pointed out that she's rare and completely doesn't understand how powerful she is. While Shetty agrees she's special, she tells him she's off limits for now due to a benefactor. Could that be her sister? We don't know what she, what kind of life she had after the trauma of her childhood. Maybe she wrote a novel, became an international star. I don't know. <laughs> a congresswoman. Maybe she ultimately, because I do feel there is a bit of what well, we keep coming back to the violation in itself of giving your children something that can mutate their their body forever without their permission or consent and how they now have to traverse a life where other people are either going to exploit them, take advantage of them or be attracted to them initially due to the fact that they are other, but then you're going to have that other equation where they're shunned and actively wanting to be eradicated. So they're born into a situation where they are automatically put on the backseat, kind of like, you know, the millennial generation. (laughs) Do your research. It's true. Uh, she, she also said for now, so that means that things could change in the future. And if they do, she's certainly down for that request. Ever so casually, Kay drops the bomb that in freshman year, Rufus molested her and had her on camera consenting. So she never reported it. Andre dipped out like Batman, ready to make thou pay for the sins against his female's honor. Can't you see? He's the man. Let me hear you applaud. He is more than a man. He's a shiny golden god. I'm trying to think of Kate's motives here, right? Of course, it seems as if she was not willing to allow Rufus to be murdered. But at the same time, it's like she dropped this knowledge so that Jordan and Marie would certainly go after Jordan or go after Rufus. And it's like she didn't realize Andre would hear too. Andre, for his part, needs to learn to stop going off half cocked. He has a hero complex, but also, boy, like, this is how men get killed doing no follow up on the story in which they've been told. Many people in real life have lost their actual lives reacting to some bullshit. So it's disappointing to see a man of color doing the same thing because it definitely happens in our community and always around some bitches. But also as a bullet point that everyone should keep in mind is trust but verify. (laughs) You know? And just because Someone tells you something doesn't mean they don't have the capacity to lie to you, even though you think it's your friend. And I understand why he would not consider at all that she would lie about such a big thing. But at the same time, 
this was just another lie on top of the others or it really could have happened and she chose rufus as the patsy due to that because she was pushing him from the moment they all congregated back together and realized they all didn't have their memories from the beginning and considering there's how many soups with powers on campus that she honed in on him was suspicious in itself emma walking back to her dorm to do what needed to be done days ago a shower is complimented in the hallway turns out being herself boosted her popularity it's also another highlight of the difference between her and sam while he certainly feels himself against the world she has potential for her tragedy her own trauma to be a strength in the face of adversity and building a future in which he has more control and power over over her her own journey she isn't isolated and full of rage jordan tries to extricate himself or extricate marie from expressing herself regarding the events of what could have happened and the kissing and ass grabbing that did to deny the rejection they feel is coming despite marie inclined to admit liking them and her telltale disappointment at their rebuff they see rufus and shetty and despite not knowing why marie doesn't trust her and doesn't want to report anything to her but instead wait until he's alone and the minute he saw them he bailed why are you running why are you running a shapeshifter named benny throws them off his trail having been paid 20 bucks he said i'm allowed to do it with permission there is no education of powers going on in this school i am now convinced Rufus gets to his room only to be met with Andre and his crazy eyes. Hello, motherfucker. He engages the security system that looks terrifying, by the way, but it also means he has the power to disable it. So if they're ever in a lockdown situation, Andre is the person you're going to want to be around. Rufus denies doing anything to Marie, saying that she attacked him, and states Kate also attacked him. But back to Marie attacking you. How the fuck did he not die? This entire episode, that is a mystery that remains unanswered. Either someone has the capability of healing all wounds, despite how horrific they appear, or it's an implanted memory, which that would be weird because both Marie and Kate or in Jordan uh, witnessed what went down. So yeah, there has to be someone who has the the powers of healing and keeps it on the DL. Or he just got a stump, but still the blood loss alone. One minute andre is strangling rufus the next he's in line at vault burger <laughs> that also put more neon lights to kate who else was trying to stop him jordan and marie 
lost the scent. Rufus twice acted as if he didn't know what they were talking about. And it started to not point in his direction. Marie finds Emma in the dark, but excited to have jumped in the rankings to number 88. She mostly wants to rebel against her mother by doing a giant cricket show while also hearing about her them friend. Marie isn't sure what to do with her feelings or what they mean. She probably hasn't had them before. With Emma pointing out that uncertainty uh, may have caused Jordan to spook, Marie finally admits she likes them. My love must be a kind of blind love I can't see anyone but you Marie represents to be young and innocent (laughs) when you're trying to figure out what it means instead of just fuck them already it'll figure itself out or it won't just go with the flow instead of all the analytical type of division you're doing just to admit that you like talking to them emma finds the shirt from the drive-in confirming sam's story Sam is hiding in a tunnel, being haunted by the voices in his head, and now has manifested Emma into his delusion, despite him knowing he intends to save the real version. He has some cognizance of his actions, which is a saving grace. But unfortunately, his understanding of reality is warped. And how he deals with the stress of it is to regress into his own psychosis, which encourages violence and also transitions him into puppet animation form as well as the people around him. That puppet violence scene was both awesome and disturbing as he takes a very vicious delight in the retribution He deals out not just killing, but ripping, mauling, shredding with his bare hands. He's too dangerous to be left alive. When that one guy was begging for mercy, saying, I'm a single dad with two girls and their names are. And he's like, stop talking. Sleep now. Sam is impervious to bullets. And this kind of walking Death Star has to end only one way. He's too unstable to ever really be, I think, cured. And he's also, unfortunately, indestructible. Emma has become his moral compass within his world of crazy. But you can see she's a glitchy presence. Making only so much of an impact that he has to stop hurting people. Keep in mind, Emma also has never seen him in his true self. Y'all know me, the real me. Emma put back on the drive-in t-shirt because she was feeling sentimental on a pheromone level to Sam and her experience with him together. I want you to take me home, I'm falling. Love me long, I'm rolling. 
I love that her and Marie are trying to figure out things. They're just like bouncing off each other's facts. She believes it must be bigger than Rufus and that the school is involved. And since one plus one equals two Marie, of course, Shetty's involved. Emma intends to go looking for Sam and wonders why Marie looked like she's jonesing. This is a five o'clock free crack giveaway. Can we take this moment in the podcast to address the elephant in the room? What you doing out here with all this ass? Double cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon. Hella ass. The sun is still out. Jazz Sinclair is blessed in ways I will never know. Unexpectedly, when she uses her powers against the spot, she finds a tracker embedded. Understandably freaked out, she goes searching for Andre and finds Kate entirely too calm once again upon hearing some very violating, troubling news. On the pretense of seeing if she has a tracker as well, the sound of Kate's glove coming off confirmed thy suspicions. I'm all fucking guilty. All of this is also answering my question of how were things going to progress past them finding out about the woods and about Dr. Cardosa. How are they going to keep them in line now that the cat is out of the bag? And this is what Shetty has been tasking Kate with. We find out for quite some time. Jordan discusses their woes about Marie with Maverick, assuming she would want them only to be a guy. Maverick, a freak with wisdom, points out they transition into a male, which was their hangup, not hers, and assumptions based on the second grade are premature. Second grade experiences. He tells them gender is just a construct. He watches men and women jerk off hiding in the showers. They're like, what the fuck, dude? No king shaming. That's not king shaming. That's violation of <laughs> that's a crime it's what we call that it's also very true if you watch macaques and other monkeys bonobos which are our genetic cousins and some are far closer in dna than further away I mean, they definitely engage in all of the behaviors across gender and age boundaries. (laughs) If you're bonobo, you're fucking your mom, your sister, your cousin, your daddy. We do not discriminate. And it's how they maintain their peaceful society. Since Jordan's memories don't line up with Marie's when they meet back up from earlier that day, they figure out she's been wiped again. Marie rediscovers the thread of the tracker being embedded in their necks. I'm like, no, that looked like their collarbone. Kind of reminds me of Westworld. No matter how many times they were rolled back, they always found themselves out of the maze to cruelly have it taken away again. I don't know why I was tripping over that statement, mainly because I was still back on. She really did say her neck and it really was her collarbone. And I'm wondering, Marie, did anyone teach you anatomy? <laughs> Kate goes to Shetty, who's coldly stirring her teeth, tired of all the lying and pretending, and that they're 
persistence to find the truth won't stop so kate kind of wants to throw in the towel it's taking too much of a toll shetty offers a maternal touch visibly coveted by kate and the idea that she is helping people by mind wiping them to get past their mental obstacles that's one serious mind fuck of a philosophy to sell her on and it kind of tells me all i need to know about just how just how vulnerable kate is to being used in this manner she tells her use your gift for good no matter how hard it is there's also a thinly veiled threat that by doing what she is doing it's keeping her friends safe Emma goes to the drive-in and runs into blood-soaked Sam. I mean, he was cleaned up a little bit, but not enough for my liking to not be seriously questioning your decisions, ma'am. Choosing to be alone with a serial murderer. I can save him. He narks on Kate as the culprit since she made Luke forget him. No wonder she was in all his classes. Kate was following him around giving up what she wanted to do just so that she can continue to be his emotional but also the person that because she thinks she's emotionally helping that's how she sells herself on the deception but clearly she I think after Luke died she's probably been wrestling with that particular truth and seeing it for what it really is and i think that leads to her decision at the end of this episode and the increased feeling of betrayal and guilt particularly around andre that she definitely feels a great deal of love for And the way she was tightening her gloves when she walked down the hallway showed her increased unstableness in the face of what she's being asked to do. She asked Andre for them to just be us. He in there doing his Rocky routine. (laughs) Being us includes smoking a blunt and watching the Mesmerizer, something they used to do with Luke, who had hilarious commentary and hot takes. Everything is different now, and I think that scares both of them. Andre admits she's the only reason he has remained at the school, and that now is the time for them to just get the fuck out. Something Kate seems to honestly want to do. She's also medicated. I wonder at her inner brain chemistry. And I know she is ultimately uh, a monster for the things that she has done i can't help but feel empathy for her situation because she's so easily like these feel like babies in a certain sense they're continuously numbing their emotions by drinking or smoking or taking medication to control their moods and it's all to and all in service of an image that doesn't actually exist and is not even being propagated other than its markability. And that's really fucked up. In, in addition to your parents, the one who's supposed to protect you the most, 
that's a given are the ones that that exposed you to the circumstances you find yourself in. He gets a text from Jordan that they found Rufus. Jordan and Marie go on the offensive getting back to Dusty's. But Rufus says he can only wipe memories when he's up close and that he has been here for the past five hours. So he has an alibi, something Dusty confirms despite his elevated state of mind. Emma calls Marie and tells her the true culprit is Kate. She made Luke forget he even had a brother. But unfortunately, just as they come to this conclusion, a keg sends Rufus flying with other garden utensils following. But Kate finally confronts Andre and admits what she's been doing, saying she only wanted to help and protect him before returning all of his memories. With a tear coming down from his eyes, he calls her a fucking monster before leaving. What I found most successful about which was a good deal of talking in this episode with the exception of the uh, the massacre of Sam's is that they were able to express themselves and it felt very much at the maturity level that these kids are at. You know, are you okay? Like it was still your body, even if you don't remember it. And while they can't eloquently express a great deal of what their inner turmoil is they are speaking to each other and not which would stereotypically happen in a lot of tv shows allow what i call high school drama to fester and create divisions don't that don't need to exist there is feedback in our mailbag so let's hop into it What up, Cena? It's Mimi. This is my feedback for Gen V, episode 5 of season 1. And I know you saw it because I tagged you, but we get into season 2. You know, with the way things are going with the Actors Guild um, and, you know, the Writers Association, I didn't know if they were going to be renewing stuff, you know. Um, So it's good to see that... um, the show is being renewed now they just need to pay these actors what they're worth and stop threatening to use ai and we can all get what we want i just don't understand what the big big problem is you think that you're losing money now you think if i'm a fan of a person i'm not gonna go see a movie that i know that they're not in that it's ai because i follow them on instagram and they told me that's not them you think i'm gonna go see a movie you think i'm gonna support an ai movie of actors that I appreciate absolutely not so they're really silly and stupid if they think that that's just gonna work but you know these wealthy people just cannot comprehend human regular human thought and I and I really honestly feel that people with a certain amount of money should be studied because I feel like they're so far removed removed from real humanity that it's probably really disgusting even if they grew up poor I feel like you have money long enough, you forget. Um, so I'm going to get off my soapbox now and talk about this episode. I really, really liked it. I enjoyed every second of it. 
Um, and I didn't have anybody to actually speak to. <laughs> so I couldn't like, you know, say, oh my God, Rufus didn't do it. But the whole time I was like, I don't think it was Rufus. I thought it was maybe some other, they're not called metas. <laughs> that would be the flash, other suits. Um, that, that had some type of, uh, you know, mind controlled ability or even just the ability to make people, you know, forget or see whatever they wanted. Like, I know Kate's powers is manipulation, but um, I should have even put it together because I remember we saw that scene where Lucas asked, asked her to make her him forget about the hurt about his brother dying um, and she was like you know I think you gotta feel the hurt and that was probably all a manipulation and a lie we don't even know whose memory it was it could have been an altered memory a memory put in place for us to um you know <laughs> be misled but it sounds like you know she made him think that his brother was dead um and you know Sam even said she made him forget um him a bunch of times so um yeah, so Kate is an asshole. Um, I was really starting to like her, so it kind of sucks that they're making her, you know, turn. They're making her the villain, but I feel like it has to be a reason for her to do that. Like I, the whole, you know, I want, you know, you're a good person and you're helping your friends that the dean was spewing. I don't believe it. Like I, it has to be something else. Um, I'm not quite sure. Because if she really thought she was doing the right thing, helping her friends, she wouldn't be so torn up about it. So it has to be some type of manipulation somewhere. Um, I, I liked how, you know, we we got that scene with, you know, uh, Jordan and uh, Marie in the bed. And like, none, nobody knew what happened. Like, not even the audience. We were all confused. And then when Emma was in the, the pool and she was just big. And I was like, why did she stay big? Like, all of that stuff that happened. I'm like, oh, my God, did somebody make them forget? When she and Marie were walking into the, the house and Sam came and said, when I smelled your puke, that was, like, so gross but so sweet. Like, I know he meant it. Like, I was so happy that you were okay. I thought they killed you. But it was, like, the grossest thing ever. I smelled your puke. Like, I don't know. Sam's powers is off the chain. He's strong. He has heightened abilities. Like, I don't know. If his mind would get right, he would 100,000% be the number one for sure. <laughs> um, it sounds like, I don't know. Like, are they fucking with him because they want to study his powers? Or did they choose him because his mind was messed up? That's the question I have. It doesn't make one thing better than the other. But it absolutely would explain, like, why they how they pick certain suits to study but the way that the the doctor was like if I could get my hands on Marie I could speed this up makes me think that they pick suits based off their powers and they probably fuck them up with medication because if you take medication that's not meant for you it could have a lot of the similar side effects like people that take certain medications it's because the brain chemistry that they're supposed to have is a little out of whack so they use medication to kind of fix it it doesn't always work and sometimes it does make the people seem a little off like they're not themselves but um that's why they pick certain medications for certain disorders because of the 
chemistry behind the medication. So if you're giving someone something that they don't need, it's going to have the opposite effect. Um, it's going to make them start hallucinating, make them start hearing things, make them start seeing things that's not there. It's going to warp their mind. And if you warp somebody's mind long enough, they are going to come off as, you know, quote unquote, crazy because of the norm society has put in place, you know. But if you constantly tell someone, you know, they keep giving me stuff and making me see things and you have all these you know authoritative figures saying it's okay you know he's just having a mental break usually you know that's what people think that that person is just off their rockers that's why sometimes when I see and I don't know if it's just me but I'll see someone in the street like chanting about aliens or you know crisis coming for his reckoning or something and I'm like maybe they see something we don't I mean at this point aliens come and might be uh might be beneficial at the very least it would unite humanity enough that maybe we could get our shit together humanity's got to have somebody to hate otherwise we'll never get along as uh morbid as it sounds I honestly believe that even if we all look the exact same we would find a reason to not like one another because that's just how humans are I said it once and I'll say it again, humans are trash. Um, anyway, so back to this episode. Um, the scene where they had Sam like kill all the people that came to to bring him back, but they were Muppets, that was kind of dope. I, you know, like I said, the gore is getting out of control, so I like them finding a different way to show the same thing. Um, it was the cool imagery, the way that they had the blood, like it was like the big glitter stream looking thing. It was kind of cool. Everything about the scene was, was cool. It was just interesting. And I would like to say that one guy who tried to use his daughters, I, I don't care. Look, you knew you had two daughters and you were their sole provider when you took this job. You knew you were going after a maniac who punches holes in people. So the fact that you're trying to use this now as sympathy, sir, you should have thought of that before you got on that helicopter. I'm just saying. Not saying that that Sam should be ripping people apart, but I'm just saying that you knew what you were signing up for. I'm sorry. I I feel like, you know, you take a job and as soon as you realize the job isn't for you or it's too dangerous or you know what i ain't about this life y'all y'all can have this psychotic psychotic strength strong ass man on your own i quit and if that i mean when you sign up i doubt they let you leave but you got to know what you're getting yourself into when you start him ripping other people apart that was your chance to skedaddle let me get out of here let me remember i got two daughters you did not do that so you got what was coming to you um and then um I don't know when when Emma um, was talking about how she broke into the top hundred. I was thinking it'd be kind of cool that you know, like all of them are gonna be friends. It'll be Emma, uh, Marie, because it's clear they're becoming good friends. Jordan, um, Andre, and, well, Kate. I she's up in the air at this point, but I do think it's kind of cool that. Emma can get kind of big, and I just hope that we learn, or she learns, how to control her powers without purging or binging, because I truly feel like that can't be the only way, because what if you never had an eating disorder? 
how would you, would you, every time you ate, you just started to grow, you'd have just been a giant? I just feel like that can't be the only way for her to grow or shrink. Um, and I know I've said that a thousand times, but I'm going to die on that hill until um, I'm proven otherwise. <laughs> um, what's the other thing? Andre, um, I don't know. Him, I, I wish we could figure out what's going on with him and Kate because I, I just really believe, like, they had to have had something before Lucas because why would you just be so comfortable boning your best friend's girl after he killed himself like I you were so hell-bent on finding his brother figuring out what happened to him and now you just casually laid up with his girlfriend um at some frat house and you're okay with it I I don't know it has to be something else um maybe now since Andre feels betrayed and he called Kate a monster maybe now we'll get the whole story speaking of frat house I don't know what was going on when they were looking in that room and that girl had a hole in her back I, did the dude put that hole in the back was that her power I don't know and it's so gross what like that stuff that came out that hit the wall we don't even know where it came from we can assume it came out her back I don't know if it's just me maybe I'm kind of sick in the head and I'm perverse maybe I could be a pervert it's possible but I just wanted to know what the hell was happening I wanted a visual it might have been one of those things that once you see you can't unsee I was willing to take that sacrifice because I was very curious very very curious might just be me but I'm just saying um, I think that's all I have to say I am looking forward to this uh, next episode remind me again is it eight episodes or is it ten because I feel like it's only eight and we're almost done with the season because this is episode five and you know the next one will be six so it should only be three left I'm hoping it's ten because I'll be real sad if it's only eight but anywho until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic queen of the couch meet me out that was our queen Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. I must say you're all by yourself on that island on trying to figure out what was going on in that room. I'm going to guess that's her blowhole and what came out was definitely, definitely far fur further in an organized like it's she had a mouth guard in her mouth I can't no I don't I don't want to imagine any more than I already saw and you really stuck on like in an OCD manner <laughs> on Emma's binging girl except it's the fucking storyline <laughs> you're so bothered by it you just like it can't possibly it just it can't it can't possibly be it has to be another way. No, I think they introduced it to say you're born with something that ultimately is a blessing and a curse, depending on which side of the the uh, equation you want to look at it. And that's her curse. It's also it could be a blessing as she's very effective in handling super dangerous, indestructible folks. I mean, when death is in your face, you're going to beg. You gonna beg, even if he knew I'm right with you. Like I get it. Like you can't be like fucking around and find it out and then trying to to not cause your own 
or to avoid your own demise but when you're desperate you gonna throw up whatever you think is gonna get the person to allow you some mercy because that's all you can fight back with and i'm starting to wonder which one of us is more cynical i think you're starting to get more cynical than i am with mankind (laughs) it's like there ain't shit there's shit about them i'm actually coming around on yes it definitely is more of a construct than it's not but at the same time you know history tells me (laughs) despite what one currently is feeling nope 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 we actually are making progress despite (laughs) all of (laughs) the really 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 long mini it's too late for all this back tracks we've taken in society but there we go um i just i'm just of the opinion we're nothing special other than what we create that could be special and that is certainly subjective if you want to send feedback on the next episode, blackercouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below. My social media will be there as well. Like, share, subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.